wow, I feel like I've been in Sunday night church already. Amen. Thank you, praise team, for taking us into the presence of the Lord and giving us the opportunity to move into what God has prepared for us tonight. Amen. Why don't you turn, smile at somebody, and welcome them into the house of the Lord. It is indeed a privilege to see all of you here tonight. Amen. While you're doing that, our young people and our children can slip out for their respective classes. Amen. So good to see all of you here tonight. You know, God's goodness and mercy never cease to amaze me. When you feel like that you've gone about as far as you can go, God shows you you can go a little further. Amen. He shows you that you can stand a little longer and you can take a little more. Amen. I'm thankful for that tonight. Just a reminder to all of our men, this Saturday is a work day, so if you can be here Saturday morning, uh, it will be a great blessing to us. If you have your Bibles for a little while, uh, somebody turn this clock that way. I don't think you're the one that needs to worry about looking at that. I'm the one that needs to pay attention to that. I don't know if that was a practical joke or if they were trying to get something a subliminal message through, and I'm just so thick-headed I don't get those kind of messages. You have to say it plain English. Just don't do this. All right. Amen. Great to have my brother home tonight. I still feel intimidated when he's here, so you don't have to. Amen. Mark chapter 4. Verse number 23 and verse number 24, Mark chapter 4. If you have it, say amen. If you don't, look up. It's on the wall. Verse 23 says, If any man have ears, no, he didn't say it. He said, if any man has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, take heed what you hear, for with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. Everybody said amen. Let me read it from the Amplified Bible before you're seated. He said, if any man has ears to hear, let him be listening and let him perceive And comprehend. And he said to them, Be careful 
what you are hearing. For the measure of thought and study that you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Wow. And more beside will be given to you who hear. For to him who has will more be given, and from him who has nothing, even that or even what he has, will be taken away. Man, what a statement. You got your keys? You're going to have a keychain so big that when you get through, you're going to be... I want to talk to you about the key to capitalizing your opportunity. The key to improving your situation. Whatever it is. Amen. Say that with me. The key to improving your situation. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let me read one other translation that might give you a little clearer understanding of where we're going to go tonight. The Holman Christian Standard Bible says that if anyone has ears to hear, he should listen. He should listen. Then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured and added to you. And for to the one who has, it will be given. And from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Pay close attention to what you hear. Because the closer you listen, the more you understand And the more you understand, the more you will be given. Amen. I want to to talk about the key to capitalizing our opportunities. I've noticed something about life, and that is that as I grow older, I don't necessarily grow wiser. That as I grow older, I don't always get smarter. As I grow older, I don't grow stronger. Now, that does not mean that because I am growing older that I have lost the ability to be wise or that I have, or, or that I cannot even be strong or that my better days are behind me. That's not what I mean by that. What I mean is this. What I have discovered about life is that if you don't lose it or if you don't use it, you lose it. Now, that doesn't have to do with just old folks. That has to do with everybody. If you don't use it, if you don't capitalize on it, if you don't make means of that well while it is in your life, you will lose it. Amen. 
How many of us have been through school and we learned all the things about reading, writing, and arithmetic? And if somebody were to give us a math problem right now, we would faint, fall out, have convulsions because we forgot what we learned. Because we don't use it every day. We don't. We don't have a need to use it, and because of that, we've lost it. Many of the facts that we learned in school about geography and science and physics and many of the other subjects that we took, because we, don't, we, we do not have to use them on a regular basis, how swiftly those things slip away. Do, does anybody understand what I'm saying tonight? That there's a lot of things that I've heard in my life that I could not recount to you tonight because I have not utilized them. Life is ever and should ever be a learning process. None of us have ever reached the end, and we have none of us have ever gotten to the point where we have need of nothing. But it's not so much that I learn but that I keep what I've learned, that I retain what I have been through, that somehow through whatever has happened in my life that I have gained by it, that I am growing because of it, and that I am improving my life situation. It's not enough to have learned some things along life's way. What I, my, my point that I want to make to you is that have you been taught anything along the way? My dad was a unique man and he didn't whip me real often. My mother was just perfect at that so she got that chore. But if my dad really wanted to put me under the vice and put the screws on me, he would just look at me with that one good eye. And he would say, well, son, what did you learn from all of that? I'd rather he'd whip me because he was making me face the reality that if you go through all that and you didn't get something out of it, you need to get re-educated. You, you need to, and life has a way of making us go back. And sometimes we go back often. But it's not that you learn things, but are you being taught anything by the things that you are learning? Have you advanced because of what you've gone through? Are you any better tonight than you were before all of these trials? Are you in a better spiritual place tonight because of those trials? Are you walking in a greater light tonight than you were previous to what you have been through? That's the question. Am I learning anything by what I'm having to go through? Because God does not waste opportunity. God does not make junk. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. All of us were designed and created by God with a divine purpose. 
and with a divine destiny. But sometimes we lose sight of all that because we are not paying attention to what God's trying to teach us at different stages of our life. And so we continually find ourselves repeating the same cycle. Maybe different faces, it may even be a different problem, but the source of the problem is the same. We find ourselves repeating the same issues and and going through the same crisis and having the same problems crop up in our life over and over again because somewhere along the way we have not been paying attention to what God has been trying to teach us. So are you learning from life's experiences that you're going through? Have you learned anything over the last year of all the stuff you've been through? Are you any better off tonight spiritually than you were a year ago because of what you've been through this year? Am I in a better place now because when those things came to me, I was paying attention. I wasn't at Six Flags. I wasn't on Facebook. I had my ears open. I was trying to hear what God was trying to say to me through my troubles. What God's trying to say to me through my problems or pain or whatever else it is that I've gone through. Have I learned anything and and and? Am I in a better place tonight than I was then because I had to go through that? Or am I just bitter because I had to go through it? Or am I just angry because I had to endure it? Or am I just mad that life is so unfair? Or it seems to be that way. And so here's what I want to get you to understand tonight is that all my learning is in vain if it does not move me toward a purpose, if there is not forward movement that helps me improve who I am and where I am and my opportunity in life is not helping me advance in my life, then all of what I'm hearing has been lost. What we have been taught is useless if we don't use it to improve our situation. That means every pain, every trial, every trouble, every adversity that I've been through, if I don't use that properly, I have wasted my opportunity. And so if we go through things... And we're not any better after having gone through them. Somebody's not listening. Somebody's not paying attention. Somebody is not aware of what God is trying to accomplish. You know, one of the things about God that we have to be reminded of often is that God is not some menacing superpower looking over the balcony of heaven, watching all of our moves and trying to figure out how he can trip us up and make us make fools of ourselves. 
Whatever God allows to come into my life, He only allows it to come into my life to help advance me along the path toward His purpose and His, His, His plan for my life. And so all of those things that God lets come into my life, whatever it is, good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter what it is. If, if it is not moving me toward God's purpose for my life, then I'm wasting my opportunity. I'm wasting a great chance at becoming a better person, a better husband, a better wife, a better saint, a better whatever, a better neighbor, a better co-worker. And so it's not enough that we've learned something, but is life teaching us anything? Are we in a better place tonight? Are we living closer to God? And if we go through all of these things and we are not any better, or our attitude isn't any different or improved than what it was before all of that, and if we have, we have gone through all of this craziness and we're still at square one, we have wasted our opportunity. Amen. Scripture says in Romans 12 and 3 that God has given to every man a measure of faith. Now, that verse has often intrigued me, but God gave me a little understanding this afternoon. Perhaps not, I'm, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but what is that measure of faith that Paul was talking about in Romans? What, what is this measure that God has given to every man? I believe that measure of faith is my spiritual opportunity. It is God's investment in my life. It is God putting into me the potential and the power and the ability or whatever else to, 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 to reach a better place in life. But the key is not just what God does for me, but what do I do with what God has done for me? You see, the key is what we do from that point of investment as to whether we are improving in life or we are growing in life or we are a better person than we were. We can learn from and grow by means of this gift. We can grow our faith or we can hoard our faith. We can grow and develop our talent or we can hide our talent. Now that doesn't diminish the potential of the talent. It just diminishes the blessing that God wanted to pass along to that person that he gave that talent to. Amen. Some of you are looking at me like a you're a little, am, am I missing you right now? What can we do from this point forward to improve our situation? Jesus taught a valuable lesson and extremely important principle of life in our text. 
And he deals with the subject of hearing. Now, my, my personal ability to hear has been the topic of great concern for my granddaughter lately. Because she is under the impression that I am losing my hearing. Now what she doesn't seem to understand is that it's not that I can't hear. It's just discerning what I hear. That's the problem. And sometimes, <laughs> I'm preaching about me because I don't want to embarrass you, but sometimes I answer questions that are not even asked. And I miss some that are asked. Now, it's not because I could not hear, but I did not perceive what was being said and so the lack of hearing as most of us understand is a critical matter in life and it affects my life for good or bad for better or for worse and the question that Jesus asked almost seems ridiculous it seems like he is trying to 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 differentiate between people who have Uh, missing body parts he said if any man here now that doesn't mean that only to those who have ears leaving the impression that some people in life must not have ears that's he's not talking about missing body parts it is rather a statement it is not a question but a statement of a known fact that because you have ears you ought to use them you ought to hear what's being said you ought to pay attention we're not dealing with the lack of something but the not the 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 lack of use of something we are dealing with what he considered to be inattention or a lack of attention not paying attention whatever you want to phrase it not listening carefully to what is being said being distracted so that you don't get all that's being said or just being negligent just not really listening at all they were not capitalizing on what God was giving them they were not They were not being improved and there was not an advancement in their life because they were not pulling in and and gleaning from what God was saying all that he intended. And so Jesus says, and this is how it literally should be translated, since you have ears to hear, you ought to hear. You ought to listen. You ought to pay attention since you have ears to hear. These are more than just things to enhance our our visual presence or for something that our glasses can hang on or that will stop our hairline. (laughs) 
They are given to us for the divine and express purpose of helping us by what we hear and by what we are being taught and by what we are learning as we go through life to improve our situation and to understand that with every adversity there's an opportunity and that with every obstacle there's an opportunity and that with everything that I go through, God is trying to use that to get me into a better place. If you don't understand anything else I'm saying tonight, you better understand that. That all the stuff, all the chaos that you think's going on for no apparent reason could be going on because God's trying to get our attention. He's trying to say something to us. And so he uses a phrase here in the next verse that amplifies what he said in verse 23. In verse 24, he said, take heed therefore. And this is interesting because it is critically important to understanding what I'm trying to say. He puts the emphasis on this statement and it literally means, listen, this is what take heed means. It means to hear dying. To hear dying. Now, Dying was added to the word hearing to lend weight to it, to indicate the importance of what was being heard. And it was a matter of life and death. That's basically what Jesus was saying to them when he said, Take heed. This is a matter of life and death. This is the difference between making it and not making it. This is the difference between becoming a better man, becoming a better woman, becoming a better husband, becoming a better wife, becoming a better friend, becoming a better whatever you might consider. The key is found in the ability to not hear, but listen. Amen. We have to hear to improve our situation. More critically, we have to attend to what we hear. Amen. Now, I could tell you tonight about the greatest steakhouse in all of Texas. I could describe the flavors of the meat and the, and the, the salad bar and, and all of the desserts and whatever. I could make your palate drip tonight. But if that's all that happens you are not really experiencing that steakhouse. You're not experiencing it until you put what you've heard in action and you go to that place and you order that steak and you go to that salad bar and you get that dessert and then you could say, I understand what pastor was talking about now. And a lot of times in life, we go through life and we hear all this stuff. Service after service, week after week, we hear praise and worship like we heard tonight. And it just comes in one ear and goes out the other. And we leave and we wonder, why am I not doing any? Why am I still struggling with all this stuff I'm struggling with? It's because when God's speaking, we're not listening. Because when God's talking, we're distracted. Because when God's trying to get through to us, 
we're, 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 we're at Six Flags or we're at the mall or we're at work or we're trying to figure out a problem we're going to have to face tomorrow. And so we come and go from the house of God and we're in this interchange and exchange of spiritual matters that are life and death and we're not capitalizing on what God's giving us. We're not utilizing the opportunities that God gives us to grow. And so we find ourselves painfully repeating over and over and over and over and over. So he said, you need to hear like a dying man. Because your, your life is in the balance of what you hear. When God is speaking, are we learning? What, it, what does it mean when we say to attend to what we're being taught? It simply means to pay attention. My mother had a unique way of, of getting our attention. It usually started with a switch. But um, if, if she ever got to the place where she could corral us and we were looking at her and we were nodding our head but there was this glazed look on our eyes, she knew we were not. And how many times has she said, are you paying attention to me? I know you're hearing me but are you paying attention to me? And that's what God Sometimes I feel, I, I kind of feel like that's the way God must feel toward us. He's speaking to us. He's doing things in our life. He's allowing things to come so we will be dependent on Him or that we will lean on Him. And yet we got this glazed look on our face. We just, and God's saying, are you listening to me? Not just hearing me, but are you listening? Are you attentive to what I'm trying to say? To, to you who are attentive, he said, to you who are paying attention, you will improve your opportunity. That's what one translation said. To you who are listening, to you who are paying attention, to you who are improving, you're learning from what you're going through, you will improve your opportunity. You see, giving attention to simply means that what God is using to instruct me, I am getting it. I'm understanding it. I realize there's a reason for the pain. There's a reason for the hurt. Now, my, my physical health uh, is, is greatly affected by how I treat it. Now, I can complain about having achy knees and a bad back. And I can complain about having high blood pressure and sugar levels. But if I'm not willing to change my diet... And listen to what the doctor said about exercising more. I can sit on the couch and gripe and bellyache all day long and sound like a bleeding lamb. Ah! Every time I come to church, acting like I've got the whole world on top of me when the reality is God's been talking to me all along. I just hadn't been listening. You know, our spiritual hearing determines our spiritual health. 
the key to improving my opportunity, the key to capitalizing on my experiences in life is directly connected to my ability to hear what God is saying to me. Therefore, consider well what you hear, he said. Consider well what you hear. You shall be treated according to the use you make of your hearing. That's, that's what he's saying. That your opportunity for improving is wrapped up in this consideration of what you hear. And if you consider it well, you'll make good use of it and improve your opportunity. And by doing so, you shall be rewarded. That's when he said that as you measure, it shall be measured to you. That's not just... You know, we've taken that verse of Scripture and we brought it out and used it for giving financially, that if you give, it'll be given back to you. But the principle that he was teaching was that if you consider well what is at your hands, what is in your disposal right now, what you're going through, your problems, your pain, your suffering, your tears, your sorrows, if you will consider it well and make good use of it, you will improve yourself, your life, and you will be rewarded. Amen. One translator said your life will be increased. We hear a lot about increase. A lot of, a lot of preachers preach about the increase. We love to talk about increase. I want to tell you where the key of increase is. The key of increase is about six inches away from that mouth that just spoke that word or less than that. It's connected to that right there. My increase, my blessing, my favor with God has nothing to do with my pedigree. It has nothing to do with, well, he's the preacher. It has to do with how well I listen to what God's trying to say to me in my life. And sometimes God's had to speak through some strange things to get my attention. One time he had to speak through a donkey to get a preacher's attention. Preacher was riding that donkey to a place he shouldn't have been going, and he ran him into the wall. And what did the preacher do? And it wasn't just a preacher, it's a saint, anybody. It's all of us. That thing that 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 thing we're trying to go on through life, it runs us in. We get mad, we beat the, the problem, and, and and finally God had to speak through that animal and say, Hold on a second. I'm not the problem. You are the problem. You're not listening to what God's been trying to say. And God's had to do that many times in my life. Sometimes it is so painful I don't even like to think back on it. But all of those things God uses to help get me to a better place. So the key to my spiritual improvement is hearing. It is not just hearing but paying attention to what I hear. There are many voices that speak into our life on a daily basis. But not every voice is worth listening to. Some things should not be heard because they only dirty the soul or they 
only confuse the mind or they fill us with discouragement and overwhelm our heart. Jairus is a great example of that. When his daughter was grievously sick, he went to Jesus for the expect purpose of getting him to come to his house and heal his daughter. And on the way home, there was this delay. This woman with an issue came into the mix and, and Jesus stops to linger uh, and minister to her need. And while he's ministering, Luke says that a servant came and he looked at Jairus and he said, Trouble thou not the master any further. Thy daughter is dead. Can you imagine after all that effort and being told that? And the very next verse says, the literal translation says, But Jesus, overhearing what he said, but ignoring what he said, said to Jairus, Come on, let's go home. Everything's going to be all right. You see, there's a lot of stuff that's trying to get my attention. But my my, my key to survival is, is it worth me giving my attention to? Is it going to help me get to the place God's trying to get me to? Or is it just going to be another distraction and a waste of my time and energy? Am I going through all of this for nothing? We have to know what's worth listening to and to have a discriminating ear to be able to discern and select right things to listen to. I need to hear the truth even when I don't like the truth. And I need to hear what is true even when I would rather hear something else. How often after a mess up or a wreck in life do we often say I wasn't paying attention? I wasn't paying attention. Here's the point. Applied knowledge is increased capacity. That if you will take what God's trying to say to you and apply that to your life and start trying to work through those principles and live by those principles, it will in fact enlarge your capacity. It, you, you will be blessed. You will find things working out in your favor. You will find yourself moving forward when everything says you should be going backwards because you're listening. So I'm closing. Somebody don't say amen. Just say praise the Lord. What's different, amen or praise the Lord when he's closing? Here's what I want to leave you with. Don't ever discount what you hear. Pay attention to what you're listening to. Because according to what you meet, how you hear, how you listen, according to how you pay attention, that's how it's going to come back to you. You can waste every service that you come to or you can take advantage of every opportunity that God affords you and by doing so, improve your life and get closer to God and, and, and become more like what He has designed for you to be. Many times we cannot get to what God is trying to say or do or where God is trying to take us because we are not listening to what he is saying. This is interesting. I hadn't thought about it until today, but in nature, the dew only distills 
where it is useful. If you go out in the yard in the morning and things are like they've been, your grass is going to be wet. But the concrete and the rocks and the dirt are going to be dry. They're not going to be any different than they were because they do not have the capacity to respond to what God's doing through nature. It took the living grass to be able to reach out and take what God was offering. Don't blame the preacher when you come. It doesn't matter who's preaching. It should never matter who's in the pulpit whether I come to church or not. If it is the Word of God, it is a word of opportunity, and it doesn't matter if it's a beginner or a, if it's somebody that's been in the year, ministry for years. It doesn't matter if he's preaching the Word of God. That's an opportunity for me to lay hold of it, and by laying hold of it, improve my life and become more like him. Amen. I read the story of Ebenezer Blackwell. He was a rich banker and a very zealous Methodist. And he was one of the great friends of the Wesleys, Charles Wesley and his brother, who had such tremendous impact and founded the Methodist movement. And somebody asked him one day, said, Are you going to hear Mr. Wesley preach? And he said, No. No, I am going to hear God. I want to listen to Him, whoever may be preaching. Because otherwise I lose all my labor. It doesn't have to do with preaching. It could be singing. You know, I just don't get into those songs. It's not about getting into the song. It's about listening to the message that's being sung by the song. It's, it's about understanding what God's trying to utilize to, to get into my mind, to get into my life, to mess with my business and let me know I can be better than I am. I can come closer to Him. I can improve my spiritual situation. I can be more like Him. I can be more like what He built me and designed me to be if I will simply pay attention and utilize the opportunities that God gives me. So never, 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 never discount what you hear or from who you hear it if it's the Word of God. Number two, you've got to have a right sense of measure in your life. And by that I mean what you give credence to, what you give worth to is very important. Because what you give worth to will give worth back to you. And if I put worth in things that are temporary, and if I can only be happy if I have the right car or the right job or the right house or the right mate, if that's the only time I can be happy, I am placing my happiness into the wrong set of hands. If I am going to capitalize on my opportunity, I've got to know what's really worth giving my time and attention and my energy to and what I need to ignore and let go of. 
Do you understand tonight that there's some hills that are not worth dying on? Whether you love cats or you love dogs, that's not a hill you want to die on. Pardon me. <laughs> that, whether you like chocolate ice cream or you like vanilla ice cream, that's not a hill worth dying on. But you know what I've discovered, pastoring? That people fall out over the most nitpicky things that I've ever heard of in my life. And I'm wondering where did we miss? Did we miss something in kindergarten? We get offended over things that do not matter. And we get our feathers all ruffled. Because the preacher doesn't preach a certain way or he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, rub our fur the right way. Sometimes I need something to rake that fur the wrong way. I, I need God to ruffle my feathers because that's how he stirs me to growth. Otherwise, that little eagle's going to stay in that nest because it's comfortable. Man, you got the luxuries of life. You're fed every morning, every evening. You don't have to worry about anything. Mama brings everything you need. And when mom sees that that eagle, eaglet is at the right place, she starts pulling out all those comforts and the thorns start coming through. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, oh, oh, what's that all about? Why, why am I having this? And it's all for one purpose, to get that bird to the place God designed it to be so that it would fly and be an eagle. And the reason that God takes away the comfort sometimes from our life is not to hurt us, but to help us. Amen. So you've got to have a, a right sense of measure. Here's the key to spiritual increase. The measure that you meet, the value that you put on it, the capacity to discern what is worthwhile. The value that I place on the things that come into my life. The place of importance. First things. In proportion, as you value them, you gain. Our increase is dependent on the measure we use. We need to use the right measurement. Amen. Amen. The third thing, and I'm closing. The last time. Never underestimate what you do have. I love it. The, one translation of the last verse says that one who has some, to him shall be given more. Not to one who has a lot. Not one who has ten gifts or five gifts or talents. But to him who has some. If you just have a little bit and you use it, God will improve it and God will increase it. But if we're not careful in life, we can go through life and we can bring all of our cards in because we don't really have that much and we don't want to lose what we've got. God just shakes his head and said, oh, you, you, miss, you miss the point. You're not listening. Here is the difference between the dreamer and the achiever. If you use what you have, you'll get what you don't have and even more than you can comprehend. An abundance, an excess is what is indicated in Scripture. That if you will apply it and develop it, God will increase it 
and God will make it more. They are comparing what they have versus what others have, and that's not a good place for any of us to be. Amen. Here's the key to more peace. Here's the key to more joy, more happiness, more of everything that you and I desire. The key to capitalizing on my opportunities is that if you have ears to hear, you better listen. If you have ears to hear, you better pay attention. You better be alert. You better not be at Six Flags or at the mall or or shopping online or doing anything else that goes on in church services sometimes. Cleaning your fingernails. Planning what you're going to cook after supper or, or after, after church. If any man has ears, he should listen. Then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By the measure you use, it will be measured and added to you. For to you who has some, it will be given. And from the one who does not have, and that doesn't mean he has nothing, he just doesn't utilize what he has, to him shall be taken. If you don't use it, you lose it. Amen. Stand with me. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Pay close attention to what you hear because the closer you listen the more understanding you'll be given. Amen. And you will receive even more. Is there anybody interested in even more? That, that thought just kind of captivated my mind today. That God's not in the business of just giving what I give, giving back to me what I've given. But if I could ever understand God's economy, it is simply this. That if you will just use what you've got, if you'll learn from what you're going through, if you'll grow through all of the pain that you're having to suffer, if you'll let it develop you, I'm going to give more to you than you can even imagine. I'm going to bless you beyond even what you're asking for. Some of you may be asking for just peace in your family. God said, if you'll utilize what I'm giving you, I'll give you more than peace in your family. I'll give you joy in your family. Because you can have peace sometimes in a home and not have joy. Peace just means there's not a lot, there's not any conflict going on. But it doesn't mean you're any happier. But he said, if you will learn to listen to what I'm saying to you in your life, if you'll just pay attention while you're going down this journey of life, all of these things you're going through, and you will somehow take those things into your being and assimilate them and let them begin to work out their truths in your life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to warp speed you. I'm going to move you light years ahead, buzz light years ahead. Not bud light, buzz light. Please don't misunderstand me. That's just the child thing, I, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, 
utilizing, letting God work those things out so that when I come through all of this, I'm in a better place than I was. That my, my whole life is enriched because I was listening. I was paying attention. And then when I look around, I'm thinking, where did all these blessings come from anyway? They came from listening. They came from learning from what I was going through and letting it bring improvement and help push me toward God's divine purpose. Don't waste all of that. Don't waste all of your pain. I've, I've talked to you about don't, don't waste your sorrows. Don't, don't let the opportunities that God is giving to you slip through your hands because you just were too busy, too distracted, too this or that, too tired. Too th- I mean, it's Wednesday night. What do you expect, Brother Hughes? I'm just saying whatever night of the week it is, whatever day of the week it is, when God is talking, when God's word is being declared, when God's message is being proclaimed, get your ears open because you'd be shocked at when God might move into that service and decide to do something divine and heavenly. He may do it in the middle of the chorus because somebody sang more than words. They began to connect to the message that God is a very present help in my time of trouble, that God is with me no matter what I'm going through, that God's going to help me. Amen. He's going to help me. Praise God. The key to capitalizing your opportunity and improving your situation is found right here. Paying attention to what I'm hearing. What's God been saying to you? Is he had to repeat it for the fifth time? For the umpteenth time is God saying it? Because somehow back there I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know if this is doing anything for you, but I, somehow I, I, I got through. I had to quit and come in here and pray for a while today because I realized that Many times in my own life when God's trying to speak to me, I'm too busy talking. I'm too busy trying to tell him what's not right, what I don't like, what I wish would change or what I wish would be different. And somehow I come to understand that what I need more than a speaking mouth is a listening ear. How about it, church? You want to improve your life situation? Then pay attention to what God's saying. Pay attention to where God's leading you right now. Pay attention to where God's taking you, what He's taking you through. He's not taking you through that to destroy you. He's taking it through you through that to make you, to help make you who He created you to be. Amen. Amen. Are you learning anything from what you've been through? Are you headed right back down that same road? You're fixing to repeat that same mistake. Because somewhere you just weren't paying attention. You thought it was just your dad or your 
friend, and it was really God speaking through them, saying, hold on a second, that's not a great idea. Praise God. Reach over and take somebody by the hand. Let's pray together right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.